Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. Already in progress, it's hour two, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. I got a new podcast, and it's available at danpatrick.com. It's called Running Smoke, and I really love this. Uh, It's about Derek White, the first ever indigenous person to race uh, in NASCAR, NASCAR Cup Series. Now, that's interesting, but then there's more to it. Derek was also arrested in Canada, the largest police operation for selling tobacco, and he believes that it's his native right to be able to do this. I listened to the first episode, and then I quickly uh, got a hold of the producer. I said, uh, send me more. Running Smoke is what it's called. It's really well done. Very proud of this. It ends out uh, now wherever you get your podcast or uh, danpatrick.com. But I did uh, reach out to Dale Jr. and Because he said, I'm really looking forward to listening to Running Smoke. And uh, reached out to him on his birthday and uh, you know wished him happy birthday. And I said, I hope that uh, you enjoy Running Smoke. And he said, I look forward to having the host on, on his podcast coming up. So you get a chance. It's called Running Smoke. And it's a new podcast available at Dan Patrick. By the way, Peacock, our streaming partner, Peacock's Halloween Horror. You can catch the new movies, classic franchises, and so much more all month long. I didn't know, like I haven't caught up with Halloween. I don't know how many Halloweens there have been with Jamie Lee Curtis, but she's back, and I guess this is the final Halloween for Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, they said that this is going to be the last one of the franchise, yeah. but it's not necessarily the last one. <laughs> oh, it's not. I thought it's called Halloween. Halloween ends. I think so. Tupac's got like five albums after his death. <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> Halloween ends. That first one with Jamie Lee Curtis. Holy smokes. Yeah. 
Better appearance that or trading places. Oh, well, <laughs> Maybe the toughest now, poll in show history. <laughs> oh, oh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Legend. Still looks beautiful. She really is a beautiful woman. Yes, Paul. Okay, what is the scariest movie you ever remember watching? If I, if I took Halloween off the board, is there something? Jaws. Jaws? It's almost underrated for scary. Yeah, I, you know, did you go back into the water anytime soon after that? Yes, Eden. So Halloween was the movie that scared me the most as a kid. Yeah. But as an adult, there was this movie called uh, with Liv Tyler called The Strangers. It came out in mm. like 2008. Mm-hmm. It was the like I, I was about 15 minutes into the movie, and uh, I looked at my wife and said, "I think we made a big mistake. <laughs> I don't think we should be watching this." And we watched it like in the middle of the afternoon, just sitting on the couch. And I was like, I think that we made a huge mistake. It was terrifying. I'm not a scary movie guy at all. Oh, I love them. Yeah. Love them. Yeah, Paul. There was a movie in the late 70s called When a Stranger Calls. And it's that's a great movie. I don't want to spoil it because I encourage people to go watch it. But the first, I would say, 25 minutes of that movie is the scariest thing you'll ever see. And you don't like. I don't want to give it away. That's a great movie. But the start of the movie Scream is based off When a Stranger Calls. So that kind of gives you some backdrop. It will scare the pants off you. It's nuts. Yes. Yes, Todd. I found The Shining to be by far the scariest movie. That that one's pretty good. Marv, got one? Final Destination. That kind of got me. I'm I'm not a scary movie guy at all. Who's in Final Destination? Oh, what's that guy? That actor's name? That guy? Probably on the cover, Tiger Beat or something like that. Oh, oh, so it was a heartthrob. I got to look. I haven't seen okay. it in 20 years. Final Destination. Okay. But I don't watch, I, you know the uh, John Krasinski movie where his wife is the star? That uh, quiet, uh, quiet Place? Quiet Place. That one was pretty good. Uh, Final Destination, Devin Sawa is the star. Young guy who was in that movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Allie yeah, Larder, yeah. who was also in. Uh, okay. Varsity Blues. Oh, yes, she was. All of Sean them. William Scott is in that movie. All right. Sean with two N's? Yes. Uh, correct. Yeah. Stifler, mm-hmm. right? That's it. <laughs> wire to wire, Stifler. <laughs> I know. Yes, Seton. There's this movie called, uh, it's a foreign movie. I think it's called The Vanishing. Yeah. And it's about this uh, couple who's on vacation, and they pull over at like a rest stop somewhere. Uh, to get, I don't know, gas and food or something like that, and the guy's girlfriend disappears, mm. and it drives him crazy, and he spends his whole life basically trying to find out what happened to this woman. It is, it's one of the best endings of a movie I've ever seen. Mm. Yeah, Paul. I think they remade that movie in America. They did, yeah. The Vanishing is 1993. Jeff Bridges, Kiefer Sutherland, the ultra-hot Nancy Travis, and Sandra Bullock was in it for a little Sandy. bit. Sandy. Oh, Shout out Nancy Travis. Yes. Good ball. She was great. Great. Uh, it is, oh my gosh, the movie, it's fantastic. Welcome to the program. Bob Costas will join us coming <laughs> yeah. up. If if you're curious what happens when the microphones aren't on, this is what happens. We actually, we actually only talk sports. Yeah. When the microphones aren't <laughs> yeah. on, we're like, so anyway, the yeah. Braves bullpen. Anywho, uh, so Bob will join us uh, coming up a little bit. Phillies, Astros, Yankees, Dodgers all win. Phillies at the Braves, that's today. Padres at the Dodgers. Phone calls coming up. Poll question today, Seton O'Connor. Poll question, Dan, for hour two. Well, let me update you with uh, hour one, if I may. Uh, Watching the Astros walk off last night made you feel good or yucky? (laughs) 
<laughs> right now, 78% of the audience say yucky. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I felt sad. Good or yucky. <laughs> yeah. Yucky. Yeah. Is that going to be a new ESPN <laughs> segment? Yeah. Coming up next, we'll find out. Was this good? Was this yucky? Yeah. I don't know, but we'll ask. <laughs> Uh, right now, hour two, I threw up there. Draymond Green's air quote punishment was fair, non-existent. 90% of the votes say non-existent. How about that? I don't know how much he's fined, but I still think that Draymond should write a check and give it to Jordan Poole. That'd be it. Like if, if there's no rules here and the NBA is not involved in this, it's just the Warriors. Hey, we're going to handle this internally. Well, how did you do it? Um, if somebody was going to sue somebody, not the guy who got knocked over by, you know, Devontae Adams. It'd be Jordan Poole with what happened with Draymond Green. Hey, I'm going to sue you for 100 grand. Or you can just write me a check for 100 grand. Yes, Paul. Some people uh, speculate that the Draymond Green uh, fine is $50,000. His career salary would now be $130,903,000. Oh, no, $3,000. want to update you on okay. that. Okay. I make $25 million a year. I'll just do an appearance, get that money back. Isn't that what he said uh, recently? It is. Yeah, it he's is. making twenty five yeah. eight this year, twenty seven five next year. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so we got our poll question for hour two. Get a, a couple of phone calls in here. But uh, watching baseball yesterday, uh, Phillies. That one got interesting at the end. The Astros obviously in dramatic fashion. Uh, the Yankees uh, pulled it out, and uh, Dodgers over the Padres. So you have Padres, Dodgers, Phillies, and the Braves. Paulie has a three-minute game. Now, what do we need for this three-minute game? A pen and a piece of paper. All right, I got my pen. Okay, I want you, the assignment is, okay. this is from our friends at Super 70 Sports. They posted this on Twitter. Okay. And it's getting a lot of reaction. Okay. So I'm going to say the, the, the question. Okay. And without thinking much, which we should all crush we, this. Yeah, we don't do much. Write down the first player you think of. Okay. It could be any sport, any player, male or female. Okay. Great player on a bad team. Go. Okay. Everybody got somebody? Okay. I'll go first. Okay. The first name that popped to my head was quarterback Doug Williams in the late 70s with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They weren't even that bad, but it felt like he was a really talented player on a subpar team. All right. Todd? I put LeBron James on the current Lakers. (laughs) Okay. Sorry, Lakers. (laughs) All right. A uh, great player on a bad team. Okay. I don't know if they're a bad team. Just to give you an idea who's... A name that's <laughs> trending off this is Archie Manning. That's actually who I had. Oh, Archie Manning. Nice. Oh, well, it is now after you heard Paulie say Well. Is it written down? No. <laughs> half the assignment. You're supposed to write it down. Okay. So I'm not going to accept that. Okay. <laughs> that's who I had, though, was Archie Manning. You know, so did I. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, it looks like me and you are uh, trending. <laughs> Marv? I had Vlad Guerrero. Vlad Guerrero? Mm-hmm. He was always on SportsCenter, and his team was always losing 7-4. to right. four. Uh, Give me a few more. That Here, I, trending. I won't want to spoil You've already written your down, Dan. Yeah. Okay. Um, Joe Thomas with the Cleveland Browns. Uh-huh. Some people said uh, Dale Murphy. I put down Dale Murphy. Dale Murphy? Yes. Is it written down? Yes. Uh, yes, it is. Barry Sanders got a lot of run. Ooh. The pitcher Steve Carlton got a lot of run. Okay. Mike Trout got a lot of run. Okay. <laughs> and we'll con- so we'll show Hey Otani when we okay. do this topic in five years. What else do we have? Anthony Munoz got a lot of run. 
Wait, is this the game? It's already over? It's already over. Oh, Three oh, minutes, oh, Dan. Oh, I, I thought, I thought there was other things attached to this. My bad. I thought there were other questions. Uh, Sebastian Janikowski. Uh, <laughs> That's I, wrote. I was Did starting you write to write it. I was starting to, but it takes so long spell. to write that long of a name you, you down that I couldn't even spell it. it. You couldn't spell it. Uh, Eric in Tampa leads us off this hour. Hi, Eric. What's on your mind? Oh, oh, oh my! Oh, on hold a long time. Yeah, not sure. <laughs> oh my God! What was going on with Eric? I am. Oh, you were. <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> <laughs> well, my voice does turn some people on. Oh, we'll say. <laughs> my God. <laughs> must have a little stand for his phone. Yeah. Hey, while you're waiting to talk to Dan Patrick. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> that might be a first. Marvin just leaving the sound up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Marvin. Oh, my dear. Yeah. All of a sudden, Marv's like. Uh, Didn't dawn on Marvin that maybe that should be a private moment. Yeah. Yes, Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm thinking it's like a part of maybe some like skit or whatever. I didn't know he was really. Oh my goodness! He's done a whole um, for 45 minutes, which is impressive. It's interesting. It sounds like he was really enjoying himself, but it didn't sound like anybody else. Yeah, was okay. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh... <laughs> Damn. He must have been calling for Fritzy. Yeah. <laughs> Was that guy from the office? <laughs> office. Oh, 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 oh. He was just doing his office. And oh, oh, oh. oh. <clears throat> office space. Damn. Office space. Yeah. That's oh. Okay. That, that, that's, that's a first. <sighs> Jack in Santa Barbara. Who's <laughs> Jack in, in Santa Barbara. Oh. Uh, Chris in Sacramento. Hi, Chris. What do you have for me today? Man, I got to follow that up. <laughs> yeah. I'll try. Let me see what I can do. So I was actually calling to tell you, I noticed that Mr. I tried to call on Friday. Mr. Mike Florio owes you a pie to the face bet for Mr. Tom Brady not starting for the San Francisco 49ers this year. Yeah, he got a little sensitive when we reached out to him, Chris. Uh, we were like, hey, you owe us a pie to the face. And then what was the response that he had? I think he was quite busy that morning and, and had other stuff to do. It was a Monday after a NFL opener. He may have been quite busy. Yes. He, I believe the phrase was, I have bigger fish yes, to fry. Big, bigger was. fish to fry. Yes. And I went, okay. Oh, okay. And we've since communicated he doesn't know that he's got to uh, get a pie. Okay. Or we referred to a collections agency at some point. Yeah, what's going on here? Okay, big shot. Yeah, he talked a good game. Like, hey, Brady's going to end up starting for the 49ers. Uh, let's see. Terrell in Los Angeles. Hey. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, man. Hey, um, so I was calling about that Draymond clip. Yep. And, Marv, maybe you can help me uh, uh, back this up. But that wasn't an apology at all. I mean, when a guy gets on and he says, yeah, I hit him in the face, and his mama saw it, his daddy saw it, his woman saw it, and it's embarrassing. He's embarrassed. His family's embarrassed. And I'm going to be at the ring ceremony with my family. So the next time you think about getting out of pocket, you better check yourself. That's what he was doing. That's what he was telling uh, Jordan Poole. All right. Well, thank you. Translating that for me. But, uh, you know, Draymond is always concerned. Remember how concerned he and his wife were, the language that was used at the Boston Garden, and, you know, we have our children there. 
And then Draymond goes to the parade and then drops F-bombs all over the place. Explain that to your son, what just happened there, Draymond, because I know you're always concerned about the kids. Show him the video. Show him what dad did to his teammate there. It's like when he'd be like, oh, you know, Boston Garden, you know, F you Draymond and the whole thing. And then he's like, his wife says something. He says something at the press conference. I'm like, okay, all right, I understand. You got your kids there. Then you go to the parade and all of a sudden you're dropping F-bombs there in front of everybody else's kids. And now you have this teaching moment. All righty, take a break. Bob Costas will join us. Bob was on the call for the Yankees last night. We'll uh, talk to him uh, about being uh, back in baseball, the uh, voice during the postseason, which was great to hear. And uh, does he think Bryce Harper is going to be a Hall of Famer? We talked about that in the first hour. Take a break. We're back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. GetRefunds.com. Remember that. GetRefunds.com. Because if you own a business, been a bumpy ride, but you might be qualifying for something. A refund of your taxes. If your business has five or more employees and managed to survive COVID, you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. Not alone. It's a refund of your taxes. The challenge is getting your hands on it. Go to GetRefunds.com. The team of tax attorneys they put together, highly trained in this little-known payroll tax refund program, they've already returned over a billion dollars to businesses. And maybe they can help you as well. They do all the work, no charge up front, and you got to act on this now. It's only available for a limited amount of time. You have nothing to lose. Go to GetRefunds.com, click on Qualify Me, answer a few questions, and you'll find out if you're eligible for this. Even if you took... PPP, nonprofits, even those that had increases in sales. Don't miss out. Go to GetRefunds.com. GetRefunds.com. Good luck. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying flag on the play. You've already talked about that, but there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I didn't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. 
and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Sunday night, Micah Parsons and the Cowboys go to Philly to battle Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. NFC East showdown Sunday 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Maybe Dak Prescott will be playing. At least Jerry Jones uh, gave the uh, hint that maybe he'll be ready to play in that game. We'll hear from Jerry Jones. Coming up in a little bit. Bob Costas, uh, he was handling play-by-play duties alongside Ron Darling for the Yankees game. Yankees-Guardians on TBS Game 2 tomorrow night in the Bronx. Bob also uh, has HBO's Back on the Record with Bob Costas and works for uh, MLB Network. Bob, joining us now. Bob, how did it feel last night? It felt great. It was a beautiful night at the ballpark. There was a tremendous atmosphere, even though the Yankees would appear to be kind of in a Goliath versus David situation. And despite the fact that the Guardians didn't do much on offense last night, they're a much different team over the last six weeks or so than they were during the course of the season. And with Terry Francona at the helm, they've always got a chance. So I think it's an interesting, uh, an interesting matchup. Um, meanwhile, I will say this with certainty. Neither I nor Jerry Jones will be the most noteworthy caller you have spoken with or attempted <laughs> to speak with this morning. Um, I'm sorry that we had to uh, bring you down to our depths of degradation here, Bob. <laughs> you know, they say you should never, you should never follow kid acts or animal acts. And there's a, there's a third part of that, uh, <laughs> of that trifecta now. Uh Man. And, and, you know, we had a caller yesterday saying that he uh, knew a woman whose first name was Jenna and last name was Tolls. And uh, so it, t- it took a little while for Fritzy to, to get it. So this is how it sounded yesterday. 
I didn't catch the last name. He said Jenna Tolls. I, I, I didn't. I, didn't. <laughs> I think we got it. <laughs> I guess you did catch it. Jenna Tolls. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so that was yeah. yesterday, Bob. Yeah. And then you have this. So this you guy. Know, you know, Dan. Dan you know, we're we're at relatively advanced ages, but there's still a callback <laughs> to those adolescent times. Remember when they used to pass around an attendance sheet when you had a substitute teacher? Yeah, and then there would be three or four names that you'd write down on the attendance sheet, or at least the class clown in the back of the room would, hoping that the hapless substitute teacher would then call out that person's name, and the corresponding response would convulse every boy in the room and repulse every girl in the room. Uh, ben Dover. Yeah, yeah, that's mild. Yes, but Ben Dover is part of it. Yes. Did you ever get in trouble? In school, like real trouble in school. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, here's the story. Since you want to hear it, I was a junior in high school. It was 1968, early 1969, and I lived down the street from an elementary school. And we used to go shoot baskets, you know, on the playground of the elementary school, or toss baseballs around in the in the schoolyard. So we used that as kind of our our playground. The kids that were roughly my age. And one Friday afternoon, not me, but one of our group, went into the school to get a drink of water from the fountain, and the gym teacher's door was open. Remember how every teacher, especially the gym teacher, had a ring of keys that had like 50 <laughs> keys on it? You wondered what the heck it was. One of them must be to Fort Knox or something. Yeah. So this kid, whose name was Jerry, I will not further identify him, steals the, the ring of keys. Takes it, hey, look what I've got. Now, some in the group had nefarious ideas. My idea was, wait a minute, wait a minute. We'll keep the keys. They'll replace them. But what we'll do is we'll go into the gym on the weekends. It's wintertime. We don't want to shoot baskets in the snow. We'll go and we'll play in the gym and we'll have our own little league, but we got to keep it a secret. So this went on for like five, six weeks. Every Saturday, Sunday, we're playing in the school gym. Seems really cool. You know, we're playing full court, shirts and skins, the whole deal. But eventually, apparently, word got around. And one Sunday afternoon, I look up, and walking down the hallway is a uniformed policeman. Okay. And they go to round us up, and everybody sprints out the door. There's only like eight of us, because we tried to keep it a tight group. Everybody sprints out the door and tries to escape. I somehow managed to escape, and I lived only you know, a block or two from the elementary school. So I get home, and I think I'm safe, until two squad cars pull up. Comac, Long Island, was not a high-crime area, so really this, this whole dragnet could focus on these miscreants playing basketball in the elementary school gym. And the next thing you know, I'm being walked out of my house by two cops, and the neighbors are out on the stoop. What could Bobby Costas have done? A fairly benign-looking 16-year-old. They take us down, all eight of us, and they actually book us. And the cops are laughing like, hey, look at this kid here. He's a regular Bob Cousy. This guy's Marcus Haynes. So now we have to go to court, right? And when the judge sees what it is, and he's got other cases there. He's got grand larceny and everything. The judge sees what it is, and he says, this is really terrible. It's a real crime wave, blah, blah, blah. He's mocking the fact that we're in court, and he dismisses the charges. But we were suspended from school, and our parents had to come down and testify that we would never misbehave to this level wow. again and never, never follow a life of crime. So that was the one time that I, that I got in trouble. I was suspended for a week. Yeah. 
So it's like those kids who uh, meet the uh, inmates and scared straight. Like, so you, right. you, you never went down that path again, Bob. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. And we're all better for that. Um, I, uh, I mentioned this in the first hour with Bryce Harper. Um, you know, he's been on the stage since he was, what, 16 when he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. And he's mm-hmm. had two MVPs. He's won two World Series titles. And I said, I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Now, I, I, it's a dangerous game to play when you go, he's not even 30 yet. But it feels like he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Where do you stand with Bryce Harper, where he is right now? Yeah, he's got time to build on his resume. But it's pointed in that direction. And there's so many different ways you can interpret what a Hall of Famer is. Roger Maris won two MVPs back-to-back, played on seven pennant winners, and what happened with Judge this year proves yet again how Roger Maris's name resonates throughout baseball history. He's a more significant historic figure than most of the players in the Hall of Fame, not necessarily a better player, but you can make a case for him. You can make a really good case for Keith Hernandez or Steve Garvey, whose power numbers don't match up with what we expect of a first baseman these days. But in the context of their time, they were more impactful than a lot of guys whose OPS may be higher in the context of the 21st century. Dale Murphy won back-to-back MVPs and for a while was regarded as one of the two or three best players in the game, as was Don Mattingly. Dave Parker was a better player than a lot of guys who were in the Hall of Fame. So... A lot of it depends upon how the voters are interpreting it. If they're going strictly on the basis of analytics, what's this guy's war or whatever, then perhaps it's more cut and dry. But some people view it, as I do, as a combination of what the statistics are and some subjective but at least informed understanding of what their place in history was and what their impact was against their contemporaries. We're talking to Bob Costas. He'll be with Ron Darling and uh, the ALDS between the Guardians and Yankees on TBS. uh, Game two tomorrow night in the Bronx at 7.30 Eastern. Are we past the anti-Astro sentiment? No, I think some of it lingers. Uh, If they were to meet the Dodgers, for example, in the World Series, uh, the Dodger fan base still feels as if uh, they they were jobbed in 2017 in the World Series. So I think they would hear it. Uh, A lot of Yankee fans still resent the Astros, and they could be on a collision course in the LCS. So you could have two prime examples, LCS against the Yankees and possibly World Series against the Dodgers. I think it's calmed down overall, but it hasn't disappeared, and in some places uh, the fires still rage. What's the one piece of sports memorabilia that you wish you would have held on to or you had the opportunity to get? You know, you asked me this once before, Dan, and I've never really been a collector, and I never really wanted to impose on people, but I was lucky enough because of my connection to baseball to interview and in some cases become friends with the real bold-faced names of our childhood, Mays, Aaron, Mantle, even before my childhood, DiMaggio, Williams, and I never really asked them for much of anything. I have a few signed baseballs, which I gave to my son, Keith, Uh, who now works for the Baseball Network and was a real baseball fan even as a little kid. So I've got signed baseballs from all the guys I just mentioned and a few others, but uh, I didn't really go out of my way uh, to get anything else, and I never really looked at it as having any other value except sentimental, uh, never any commercial value. Because I talked to Doc Emmerich, and Doc would keep all of his boards, you know, when he would do a a play-by-play, all of his notes, 
And and I was curious, do you keep all of your uh, you know scorecards or boards that you have for the games that you've done? Yeah, I keep them uh, for a while. Uh, if it's still relevant two years, three years later, if there are notes on players that are still involved. And then after that, I get rid of them, except I keep the ones that are most significant. I keep the ones from like the seventh game of the World Series. I kept the one from Steven Strasburg's debut when he struck out 14 for the Nationals, and he was briefly a uh, sensation around baseball. Moments like that, Derek Jeter's last game at Yankee Stadium, uh, moments like that, I've kept the scorecards. Could the Dodgers be historically great? if they win it all this year. Yeah, they won 111 games this year. Their run differential was something like plus 340. The Yankees led the American League, and it was way behind that differential that the Dodgers had. Uh, And they've been such a good team, even though they only won the one world championship in 2020, they've been a world championship caliber team for so long. So if you take kind of this whole better part of a decade under Dave Roberts, if you look at it that way, uh, they deserve consideration as an all-time great team. I brought this up to a couple of guys who cover the game. Uh, See what your thought is. If uh, you can have the career of Ken Griffey Jr. or Albert Pujols. You know, I'm kind of dodging it. You wouldn't want a baseball world without either one of them. You know, Ken Griffey Jr. became what he should have become. He was the one and only Ken Griffey Jr. And Pujols was the one and only El Hombre, or the machine. Um, Griffey was the greater all-round player because he was a spectacular center fielder. Um, Pujols has the greater statistics as a hitter. Um, They're both obvious first ballot Hall of Famers. Griffey was near unanimous. Uh, That barrier has been broken now by Rivera getting all the votes and Jeter missing by only one. So Pujols might be unanimous in five years when when he comes up. Um, I guess if you're just talking about a kid's dreams, I think a kid would dream of playing center field like Willie Mays or like Ken Griffey Jr. more than he would dream of being a first baseman or a designated hitter, which is not a knock on Pujols. So if you're talking about a 10-year-old kid who could be Ken Griffey Jr. or, uh, or Albert Pujols, yeah. probably more of those 10-year-old kids would, would choose Griffey. If you were Shohei Otani's agent, what would you do? I would uh, wait for Artie Moreno to sell the team and then walk in to the office of whoever purchased it and said, I'd like you to meet Shohei Otani, your new partner and part <laughs> owner of your team. And if you're not good with that, there are 29 other teams that are very much interested. Have a nice day. Can I pay him for playing two positions? Like, can, is, could he be a, a $60 million player if I give him 40 as a hitter and 20 as a pitcher or split it 30-30? I mean, he's, he can be an all-star at either but can he command two salaries? Not quite, but he can command more than what a single superstar's salary would command for either being an all-star hitter or a Cy Young contending pitcher. Plus, you've got to factor in the gate attraction uh, and his value uh, to a multicultural fan base as well um, and his commercial value beyond whatever his one team is. He has tremendous commercial value to the sport. You can't compare anyone to Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan had value to the NBA, obviously, mm-hmm. beyond the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Shohei Otani is not at that level. No baseball player, even Aaron Judge this year, is at 
that level. It's harder to get the superstars of the game onto the biggest stages in baseball, as witness the fact that Ken Griffey Jr., who we just mentioned, never played in a World Series. So I'm not comparing Otani to Jordan at that level, but it's the same kind of idea. There's a handful of baseball players who are really important to the sport overall, not just to their teams. Otani is one, Judge is another. Uh, I'll leave you with this. We embrace the almost uh, mythology behind Bo Jackson, but we don't do that with Deion Sanders. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Well, because what Bo did uh, in baseball, I think, was easier to grasp. You look at Bo's highlights in baseball, not that there were that many of them, but enough to remember, 500-foot home runs, scaling the wall like Spider-Man, the throw that got Harold Reynolds at the plate, and Harold still can't believe that he was somehow thrown out on that play. He just seemed to be, if he had fulfilled his potential, he seemed to have been capable of being a Hall of Famer in both football and baseball. I don't think anyone ever said that Deion Sanders was likely to be a baseball Hall of Famer. Yeah, I feel that way, but it, it's almost like Bo's legend has grown. Yeah. It, it just... <laughs> And, and I, I, you know, I remember experiencing it and watching him in football and baseball, and it felt like he could have been an all-star, maybe a Hall of Famer in either one of those, mm-hmm. but, but he wasn't. Whereas Dion is a Hall of Famer in football and, you know, had a pretty solid baseball career. Oh, yeah, he would have been, if he just played baseball, a very good baseball player, likely would have been an all-star some seasons. He's arguably the greatest defensive back ever, certainly on the short list there. But there was something about Bo that just seemed bigger. And you know what might have been is always a compelling narrative, not just in sports, but outside sports. Uh, The person whose career, or even in some cases life, is cut short, there's an element that adds to the mythology. Uh, So Bo has that going for him, and luckily he's still drawing breath, so he didn't have to take the second route. Yeah, this happens with, you know, musicians or artists when when they die early. Sure. Um, uh, What does 62 home runs mean to you? I think it means what it means to most reasonable, fair-minded baseball fans. It feels legitimate. It feels authentic. Uh, We can speak euphemistically and say it's the Yankee record, it's the American League record, but it's the record for all of baseball history outside of the late 90s and early 2000s. From 98 to 2000, in four seasons, three guys combined to have six seasons of more than 62 home runs. Whereas in the entire history of the game, apart from that, now more than a century since the advent of the lively ball, three guys have done it, and barely so, at 60, 61, and 62. And as I said on the broadcast last night, not taking pot shots at anyone else, there's no need to demonize Barry Bonds, who on his natural merits was one of the greatest players who ever played in any era. Mark McGuire's a good guy. Sammy Sosa brought joy to Wrigleyville. That isn't the point. But if you look at the home runs per time at bat, Judge Ruth Maris are roughly in the same range of a home run once every nine to ten times at bat. If you look at McGuire and Bonds, not so much Sosa, but McGuire and Bonds, they distorted those figures to the point where it became a video game. And when people try to compare them to other generations, well, 
Ruth played against uh, segregated competition? Yes, that's true. But what does any of this have to do with Babe Ruth? Hank Aaron held the career record. Roger Maris, who played in the 50s and 60s, held the single-season record. The real tell is to compare any of those guys to themselves, because all three of them had established lengthy statistical histories before they began taking steroids and other PEDs. And they exceeded their already established past levels, not by small amounts, but exponentially. And that tells you all you need to know. It doesn't mean they're bad guys. It does mean that what they did goes into a different category in the minds of most reasonable, well-informed people. Great to talk to you as always. And uh, Bob will be on the call game to tomorrow with Ron Darling on uh, TBS. Thank you, Bob. Thanks a lot, Dan. Okay, take care. All right. Bye. Uh, that'll be at 7.30 Eastern, TBS, the exclusive home of the ALDS and ALCS. All right, we'll come back. We'll hear from Jerry Jones on Dak Prescott after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. What do you get when you combine a three-time manager of the year and a three-time national sports writer of the year? It's the Book of Joe podcast. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions, playoff games, and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like... A lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. 
Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Thursday night football. Get ready. Dun, 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 dun. The Washington Commanders against the Chicago Bears. Somebody has to win. Thursday night football. Someone has to win. Commanders. Bears. Commanders listed as uh, one-point underdogs here. So the Bears are favored in this game. Is that correct? The, the over-under is 38. Mm, yeah. It's like an Army Air Force game. This is going to be exciting. This is going to be exciting. What about Sunday night? It's the Eagles and the Cowboys. And Jerry Jones asked the obvious question. Dak is the the number one quarterback. Dak is our our guy. Uh, But isn't it great that somebody came in and played well enough so that we can ask that question? That's my point. I have no idea whether he'll line up against Philadelphia or not, but he'll get better. And what's inspirational here is that uh, we got a lot of good players that didn't play today that we've got help on the way with. <laughs> Cooper Rush and the Dak Prescott. Oh, are, the, are they at a, a tractor pole? A truck stop? What is going on here? You know, if, if and Jerry loves to be interviewed, can't we find a place where Jerry can be interviewed and we can actually hear what he's saying? <laughs> Backing up. Running into this Jimmy John's real quick, but let me tell you, address this situation. Oh, Guy from a delivery van with Mayflower coming by. Yeah. Yeah. The Love's Rest Stop. Oh, Marvin, Marvin was telling me something funny. I went to uh, an Italian restaurant in New York City last night, and it's, uh, it's uh, called the Italian uh, Gun Club. They have a shooting gallery in the basement. you got to be a member because my wife's Italian, I could be a member just by marriage. So I'm, you, you, you see the board, you know, with all the members, everybody's name ends in a vowel except for mine. And uh, the food is awesome. And, and of course, you know, the accent gets a little thicker when you're asking for food and, you know, calamar and mozzarella and all that. <laughs> so Marvin said that you went into a, a subway and, and did you say mozzarella? 
No, so, so me and my wife went into Subway. This would be about, I don't know, a year ago. And so she's like, can I have, you know, blah, blah, blah with a fresh mozzarella? And I was like, it's mozzarella. This is a Subway. I was like, can you not? Scongili. Could I have uh, some mozzarella on my Subway sandwich? Yes. And she, then she asked, do you have an extra gabagool? <laughs> gabagool. Uh, it's a foot long, sir. Do you want six inches or a foot long? Uh, gabagool. Uh, Subway. You're, like, you can't dress it up like If you're an Italian restaurant, you could say, oh, you have Fred's mozzarella. You can't do that at a Subway or, a, a, you know, a Jersey Mike's. Like, do you have a, a, a mozzarella? Uh, we have uh, mozzarella. <laughs> uh, excuse me, sandwich artist. Um, do you have a mozzarella? Uh, we got mozzarella. Yes, Paulie. But do you ever watch those Olive Garden commercials where they say, uh, handcrafted, and they show like a shot from Tuscany with old guys in a field <laughs> grabbing beans, and you're like, those guys have nothing to do with the the, the mall uh, Olive Garden down there. Oh, oh man, they can't. Does anybody make food look better than Olive Garden? Visually, yes, yes. I mean, it it feels and when you're there, your family. They got that glazed uh, breadsticks and the oh, all, all you can eat salad yeah. and soup. Before we even get to the tour of Italy, where you can have like three different things on the plate. <laughs> tour of Italy, yeah. These 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 guys in you know you know in uh, Provence or you know some other foreign <laughs> yeah. country are there picking grapes or something. You're going, oh, this wine is it, it, did it come from Provence? Yes, yes, Tom. You make fun of the tour of Italy, but you get a little chicken palm, a little eggplant, a little lasagna all on the same plate. It kind of goes nice with the breadsticks. When I was in Florence, they didn't have unlimited breadsticks. <laughs> Nowhere. Yeah. Uh, Daniel in California. Hi, Daniel. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan. Thanks for uh, taking my call. Big fan. Apparently not as big as Eric, but uh, still a big fan. <laughs> uh, Dan, I have a question, and I have a gift. I want to send you guys some stuff. Okay. So, uh, Marvin, don't hang up on me, okay? All right, all right. Um, I am a uh, pro player and uh, coach and commentator for this new sport that has kind of taken over. And I want to know if you've heard about it. LeBron, Brady, Breeze are coming into yeah, the, the sport. Pickable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I wanted to send you guys some gear. I don't know if you guys have tried it. I don't know what you think of the game. Yeah, I played uh, it I, um, over the summer, and uh, it, I, I'd never played it before. And uh, but thanks for the phone call, Dan. Yeah, it's a good workout. I played with uh, my wife was on my team. We'd never played, and we were playing against uh, two women who had played before, and I apparently were really good, and then I got really competitive, and I'm smashing shots there. I mean, it's embarrassing. It, it was. But damn it, we beat them, and that's all that matters. Because my wife is going, you know, slow down, slow down. I go, no, no, no. Like, they're sending a message. There was a vibe going on at Pickleball. <laughs> Trudy and uh... Yes, yes. And I, and I was, like, smashing backhand, you know, come to the net, the whole thing. And my wife is like, uh, you can't do this. You can't do this. Yeah, Paul. So the backstory on pickleball, in 1965 in Washington, this guy named Joel Pritchard and his family, he was a, he, I think he was a congressman or something. Uh, he, he and his family kind of invented, they said. They said it was like a kind of a leftover game with a bunch of different paddles that they had and mm -hmm. just kind of caught on. Why don't they call it Pritchard Ball? They said, the wife said it reminded me of a thing called a pickle boat, where it's like the leftover oarsmen in, in crew we're on a pickle boat, so they called it pickleball because there's a bunch of leftover rackets and stuff. Yeah, it's a good workout. It's fun. Uh, it seems trendy. 
Yes, very trendy. I was in uh, New York walking by a playground, and they had taken up part of the basketball court with a couple of pickleball courts. Artisan pickleball? Artisan. <laughs> Can I short pickleball stock? Besides being easier to learn than tennis, pickleball is also slower paced and there's less ground to cover. That is, You, you yeah. could almost fit four pickleball courts into one tennis court. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Good Most work. picklers play doubles. It's well. That's what uh, my wife and I did with another couple. Hey now, hey. hold the pickle. Hey, oh, hey now. <laughs> where's my pickle balls? Eric's back on hold. <laughs> Come again. Whoa. Let's uh, take a break. <laughs> Let's take a break. Come on. One more item. We close that hour to business owners. You feel boxed in by the pressures of running your business. I know what you want to do. You just want to run your business. But there's so many other things that we have to factor in. Remote workforces, keeping up with changing regulations, HR compliance, hiring, retaining top talent, handling payroll, the list goes on and on and on. There's a limit to what you can do to keep employees engaged while running that business smoothly. Fortunately, there's Insperity. They put 30 plus years of HR experience to work. They help you develop a people strategy that supports your business strategy. So then you could focus on the health of your organization. What if your HR strategy included better benefits to help you keep your employees and attract new ones? Also, offering training for your employees, increasing their skills so they become more productive. Insperity is ready to help you move past these obstacles. With Insperity, nothing seems impossible. Insperity, HR that truly makes a difference. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.